Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Money and Stuff. Hope you're doing well. I'm your host, Sam Rodriguez, uh, Certified Financial Planner. With me, as always, is Connor Shepard. Hey, hey. How's it going, man? I see you got your, your Penn State shirt on. Yeah, season's back in bloom. You know, I'm ready. Ready to see my uh, Nittany Lions. Uh, yeah, man. I'm ready for him to get my hopes up and then shatter those hopes. <laughs> that's that's all it is, man. Yeah, um, you know, I'm a Longhorns fan. And of course, they smashed Rice the other day. <laughs> and then now they have Alabama. And I'm just, I'm like, oh my God, this could either be the most fantastic thing that's happened to Texas football in a while or our dreams of what life will be like in the SEC are going to be shattered <laughs> in a span of three hours. One of the two. I, it, it should be a good game. I mean, Bama's not as strong as they used to be. So. <laughs> Thanks. Not, not. hey, Texas has really come up. They're looking pretty good. It's like, nah, nah, Bama's pretty weak. They might I'll actually be, have a shot. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, I, I'll be honest. I don't keep up with UT's football as much, but I do keep an ear out for when Alabama's uh, stumbling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hate Alabama. I have no idea why I have. for You know what? I, I do know why. I used to work with this guy <clears throat> who was from Alabama. And I actually like the guy. I don't dislike the guy. He just talked so much smack about Alabama football. Yeah, and this was, it. yeah, this was even in the year that, uh, like the last championship year, last championship year, like there's been a ton, that you know, when, when UT won the championship back in 2005, like he was still talking smack about Alabama. <laughs> like I did not care about Alabama football before that, but for the last like oh, 20 years almost, I've just absolutely hated Alabama <laughs> because of like a year, year and a half of working with this one guy. Anyway, man. What? Just <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, all right. Let's talk about let's talk about something people want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, <clears throat> what are we talking? Yeah, I think today I want to talk about something that people may be hearing about in the news and, and and may sound a little bit scary to them, and it's the fact that foreclosures are up. And I know when we start hearing about increased foreclosures, people start worrying about you know the economy turning into another. Great Recession, right? 2008, that's what we remember. We remember there were tons of foreclosures. Uh, the economy was in shambles and it all feels like it started with the foreclosures of homes. So I wanted to talk about what's happening right now and what we're seeing as far as the foreclosure market is concerned. Cool. So what uh, what are we seeing? I mean, so when you say- <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So so what's the deal with- Yeah. With foreclosures. foreclosures. <laughs> yeah. Well- yeah, so let's talk about where we are, right? So um, right now, there are over 35,000 properties with a foreclosure filing on them. We're already in, in September, so we only have the, the first half of the year's numbers, but there's already been 186,000 filings for foreclosure wow. this year in the first half. Yeah, so we've got, that's, that's actually a 14% increase year over year, right? Over wow. 2022. Um, bank repossessions of homes are up 9% compared to last year. So we're, we're seeing a, a pretty big uptick yeah. percentage-wise as compared to last year. So like the 14%, uh, or I guess these increases year on year are, at the end of the day, a lot of times statistics can seem scary, but sometimes end up not being as significant. Like is that 14%, the 9% with the bank repossessions, is that... Like a significant uptick? 
I mean, it's a significant uptick from from what it was. Yeah. Right. I mean, anytime anything increases nine percent or fourteen percent, then then yeah, it is right. But I think we have to look at you know why are they up right now? Um, and so when we look at that, there's a, a few different things that that have happened. Um, so if we go back to the beginning of the year, uh, a lot of what happened was the end of the COVID nineteen moratorium, where people mm-hmm. were able to. Uh, put a forbearance on their mortgage. And the way that forbearance worked is people were able to stop or reduce their mortgage payments for up to 18 months, yeah. right? And if we think about the fact that that program, uh, you know, you being able to apply for it, like ended um, September, 2021, then we have April of 2023 when that full 18 months was over, right? Mm. So we think about what it takes to actually fall into foreclosure. Usually it's being like three months behind on your mortgage. Yeah. Right. So if the moratorium, you know, started ending, you know, because people people filed before September 2021. So, you know, that 18 months was ending for a lot of people. And ultimately, in April, everybody's should have ended. So if you tack three months onto April, um, we've got, you know, um, May, June, July. I, I was starting to doubt my ability to say the months. In, in, you said in them succession. with a questioning tone. <laughs> That's right. July, right? Um, and so we, we've now hit August, September. So I would say we, we're probably seeing the height or the peak uh, yeah. of those right now, right? So and that really ended. The and coalescence of that drop off. Yeah, yeah. And, and there were, yeah, there were 1.2 million people that actually applied for that, wow. right? So that's a huge, that's a huge number of people that had applied for that um, forbearance, right? Um, But a lot of those had already expired, right? Because that program opened up um, like late March of 2020. So I would imagine a lot of people applied for it in April of 2020. So that that forbearance would have ended, what, towards the end of 2021? So we would have seen, what are we talking about here? Foreclosures? Yeah, so we would have seen foreclosures start to pick up. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh man, I don't, I don't know what's what's going on with me today. I'm forgetting words. Right, like I I got a full night's sleep. I don't I don't know what's happening. Those are the words when you feel tired and you're like, I know I'm not tired because I got. I'm not tired. I'm just losing it mentally. That's all that's happening. I have no excuse. Right. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, so the second big thing, right? The second thing that I think um, is causing the uptick in foreclosures is during the sort of late 2021, early 2022 housing craze, mm-hmm. right? Prices were appreciating like crazy. Um, and, and a lot of that was due to the fact that interest rates had just bottomed out in 2021 and they stayed low through the beginning of 2022. And what we had we had a lot of people rushing to get a house, not really because they were finding their dream home. They were just trying to lock in a low interest rate. And all of that demand for homes was sending the prices of homes super, super high. And at the same time, we still had a lot of people who were struggling financially that had a moratorium or, or forbearance on their mortgage. And so their properties were not hitting the market because they weren't having to sell. So it created this inventory problem. So we had low inventory, high demand, prices shot up like crazy. So a lot of people ended up purchasing a house at the very, very top of what they could sustain from an income perspective, right? And so if you bought a house in late 2021, we've still seen a lot of appreciation 
you know, in from late 2021 to today. So let's say you bought at the top of your um, ability, right, to pay that mortgage, pay the taxes, pay the insurance. Well, two things have happened since then, right? One is your taxes have probably gone up significantly because your home's probably gone up in value quite a bit. The other thing that we're seeing in a lot of these areas where um, home prices shot up dramatically, they were in areas like Florida and Texas and right, pl places people are moving to. And what we're seeing in those areas because of um, climate change or just, uh, you know, increased severe weather. Yeah. Some people's um, insurance on their homes have gone up as much as 50%. Yeah. So it's sort of a recipe for disaster for people who bought at the top of their ability. And now their taxes have increased maybe by 20, 30, 40%. Their insurance has increased by 50%. Right. I know I talked to one individual who, who escrows for his taxes and his, um, see, what's the other thing I just said? Insurance. Good gosh, man. Yeah. His taxes and insurance, <laughs> but his mortgage went up a thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. Just because of taxes and insurance, wow. right? Like adding a thousand dollars of expenses to your budget every month. That's enormous. Yeah. And it happened at the same time when prices for everything else you spend money on has been going up. Yeah. Right. Like that is a huge hit from a budgetary standpoint to any household. Yeah. And so we have, we have a lot of people who right now have gotten into homes in the last couple of years that, I mean, they're struggling. Yeah. Right. They're struggling. They're struggling to make that payment. Yeah. I, so just to make sure I'm understanding, but it sounds like you know, a number of factors playing into people wanting to cash in on like the housing market while rates were low and they're just getting slammed like with one thing after the other with raised mortgages, like you said, the taxes going up uh, mm -hmm. and then home insurance. I mean, that, that would be a good episode that we, if we did just on what's going on with the home insurance markets, because like, yeah. It's wild how many areas are just not only like jacking up rates, but there's a lot of areas that insurers are outright leaving. That's right. You know, I uh, I only laugh because I feel like we probably have like a hundred episodes that we've said like we should make we should do an episode just on that, right? But you're right, um, it's happened, and 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 it's been. Yeah. What I'll say is there are certain areas of the country. Where I, I know I've said for a long time, like insurers are eventually going to say, we are not going to insure here anymore. Like I can't, like we cannot replace or, or pay you to rebuild your home every three years, right? Like we are paying you this one last time. And after that, you've got to build somewhere else yeah. because I mean, insurance companies at the end of the day are for-profit companies, yeah. right? And if you're in an area where they know that they're going to just continue to lose money, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's likely that they're just not going to be there anymore. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get too off topic, but yeah, that's, it's a huge reason, right? Insurance costs going way up in these areas where a lot of insurers have left and then other insurers that have stayed said, okay, in order for us to insure you, your premium's going up quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and especially for people who are benefiting from that, you know, uh, COVID, uh, a moratorium, is that, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I just keep saying forbearance. Okay. <laughs> it makes the it COVID easier. Forbearance, yeah. but like, you know, you think about how many people must have been kind of riding the line when that was the case. And 
now they deal with the double, you know, the two, two part punch where they got inflation and then they lose that, you know, buffer, so to speak, provided mm -hmm. by the COVID uh, forbearance. And yeah, that's right. You know, and there's a third thing that's hitting this month is for a lot of those people, if they have student loans, they haven't had oh, to pay on those yeah. student loans for the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. And then now suddenly that's an additional expense to their monthly budget that they're going to have to figure out how to fit in, right? Yeah. For a lot of Americans, something's going to have to get, they're going to have to figure something out. And so I, I don't think that we've seen, seen the end of these foreclosures, right? I think they're likely to continue to go up, mm -hmm. um, you know, or, or maybe stabilize, right? Because if if uh, some of the people who had the forbearance, if, that's, if, if that wave is sort of over, it's starting a new wave that may just replace the wave that we had. So. Yeah, I could see that. So I think the question most people are probably have by now is, do we need to worry? Is this something that we need to be worried about again? Because we, we think back to 2008 and um, people not being able to pay their mortgages, you know, entire neighborhoods basically being empty, foreclosures. Is that is that what we're headed for? In, in short, no, I don't think so. So, you know, e even us saying that a 14% increase in foreclosure filings is a large increase we got to think about, well, where did we start? Well, 2020, you know, we, if we were saying that we started in 2022 and we have a 14% increase over 2022, well, 2022 is the lowest rate of foreclosures that we've had in 20 years. So we're, you know, if, if you increase 14% off of really no low number, it's, it, it's not that startling. Yeah. So um, I don't think we are anywhere near where we were in 2008. If you think about 2008, um, the foreclosure rate or, or, or as a percentage of homes that had a mortgage, the number of homes that were in foreclosure was 2.23. Hmm. doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a pretty good number of homes that are in foreclosure. And if we take what it was in 2022, it was 0.23. So a tenth of what it was. So yeah, we don't have the, the percentages yet, but let's, let's just sort of do some quick math and say 2.23 times, you know, uh, or, or add 14% to that, that takes us to 0.26. So still extremely low that that would actually put us as the fourth lowest, uh, foreclosure rate in the last 20 years. Hmm. So still, still really, really low foreclosure rate. So I really don't think that it's anything that we need to worry about. Right. Uh, the other reason I would say that we don't need to worry is one of the reasons that foreclosures were so high in 2008, 2009, 2010, one of the reasons that they were so high is that there was no demand. When people got in financial trouble, they couldn't sell their home. So they had to foreclose because there was nobody there to buy. Right now, we have really, really strong demand. One of the issues, though, is home prices have appreciated so much that people aren't able to, um, yeah, you, you know, they're, what am I trying to say? First time home buyers. Yeah, that's what it is. There's just the, yeah, the, the market for the number of people is just not, you know, the pool is kind of small Yep. because home prices are elevated. So what does that mean? That means that we're likely to see home prices come down as these foreclosures hit the market, because now we have other homes available that are competing against foreclosure homes. And so either prices are going to come down or they're at least going to stabilize, but the demand is there. Yeah. We still have builders building a lot of homes. Those homes are still getting bought up very, very quickly. 
Um, so, so we don't have a situation like we had in 2008 where, mm-hmm. you know, people couldn't buy the homes because we also had, you know, high unemployment at that time. Yeah. Right now we still have record unemployment numbers, record as a low, I should say. We have record low unemployment numbers. So there are people who have jobs that could make payments. You know, the interest rates, I think we need to think about as well. Interest rates may be at a point right now that price out a lot of people from, from, from being able to purchase a home right now. But as we see inflation drop, we will see the Fed also maybe reverse course on raising interest rates. And if the Fed quits raising interest rates and maybe even begins dropping interest rates, suddenly all of these homes start becoming more and more affordable to people who are looking to buy a home. And so I really feel like that demand is going to be there to purchase these homes. So I don't think we're going to end up in that, you know, 2% foreclosure rate where it really starts troubling the economy. We're actually below average numbers of foreclosures on the market right now. So from a perspective of of what it means to the economy, I, I really don't think we need to worry but, you know, depending on whether you're a homeowner or a home buyer, uh, whether or not it's good news to you um, is relative. If you're a home buyer, maybe good because home prices are going to uh, stabilize. But if you're a homeowner and you want your home to appreciate in value, you know, we may have seen the majority of it over the last two years that may begin to slow. But even if it slows, you know, getting back to a normal, you know, somewhere between three to five percent rise in your home value every year, yeah. that's normal. Right. That's normal. It's normal to see that some years it doesn't rise, but on average, somewhere between three to five, we're probably just going to get back to that. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have anything else. (laughs) I think I, I I thought that was really interesting, man. Like I, you know, like we talked about at the beginning, like statistics and numbers when they're presented on such delicate topics, like foreclosures, Mm -hmm. you know, um, whatever it is, it, it can be easy to get worked up by it. But when you put Mm -hmm. it in perspective, like you said, 14% can seem like a lot, but if the original value is a low, low number, that 14% is not as not that big of a deal, right? As it appears. It's more like just returning to normal. Yeah. Right. Um, And we're still way below normal. Right. But yeah, you know, news organizations, what they want you to do is they want you to click. They want you to watch. So, you know, when it's easy for them to put a headline out that says foreclosures are up, foreclosures are up 14%. That's scary. But when you dig into the details, um, you know, it's not, it's not that it's not factual. I mean, foreclosures are up 14%, but what it means to everybody doesn't mean nearly the same thing that it meant 15 years ago. Right. I think, um, I think we can leave it at that. (laughs) We'll move. All right, everybody. Yeah. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye.